Recording? Yeah, recording. This is Mom's Basement Podcast, episode 50, episode 50 edition. <laughs> Where we get to answer the question. Um, yeah, maybe we, maybe by doing this for like five more times, we'll be able to actually get this done. <laughs> that wasn't the question. <laughs> The question is, how many times are we going to have to record this intro before someone doesn't fuck it up? Yay! (laughs) There you go. I knew you'd be able to do it well. So are we going to do it again, or are we just going to... Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, we'll do it again, sure. We'll do it again. Are we going to do it again? We'll do it live? live. Yeah, we'll do it it again. Okay. Fucking thing sucks. So we should take this audio of us trying to record an intro and tack it on to the end as a blooper reel or something. I have a lot more bloopers I could use instead of that. Me out again. Ooh, I got a wall. Playing Flash games. <laughs> Tell me when. When? Yep. Recording? Yeah, recording. This is Mom's Basement Podcast, episode 50. Episode 50 edition. Mm-hmm. I have no question for you guys, honestly. Okay. I was going to say, where we answer the question, when will Alex Swingle stop playing Flash games and pay attention to the fact that we're recording? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. are we going to keep this intro? Should I keep talking? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Go ahead. About six intros at this point, and we threw them all in the trash. And that's how much we care about getting episode 50 right. Never before have we even bothered to fucking cut anything out. You know, Gary, like, passes gas audibly on the podcast. Nah, keep it in. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, (laughs) Mike dies and falls over on the camera and knocks it over. Oh, should we maybe stop the podcast? No, let's just keep recording while the mortician comes. You know, it doesn't matter. We keep it in. We don't give a shit. But this time, we tried to record the intro five different times just to get it fucking right. Yes, sir. We also also spent about an hour debating, what are we going to do? It's the 50th episode. That's that's meaningful. Like, no listeners. Like, they're going to be expecting something from us. They're going to be expecting us to bring our A game. We got to do something. And we spent like an hour discussing that. And we decided, no, we don't. We really, we really don't. We suck. This is the least professional podcast on internets. Mm-hmm. We don't give a shit. So what we're going to do instead, we are going to give you a rare glimpse into our personal lives. I guess. Is that what we decided to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm, perhaps. Um, how are we going to do that? We will do it the in in the old tradition of um, finding out the truth, and that is via uh, answer a question and tell the truth. So truth or dare, without the dare. Um, yes, truth or truth. That's the that's the game we're going to play, because we have to play a game because it's you know the mom's basement podcast RPG edition. Yeah. Before we do that, there's something I've been wanting to ask or to request. Rudy, 
I want you to say something that you haven't said in a while. I want you to do the old school mom's basement shout out. Oh yeah. Mom's basement. Nah, nah, that was okay. But that wasn't worthy of episode fifty. Mom's basement. That's a little better. Think third time charm. Mom's basement. <laughs> nah, nah, you didn't even give a shit. So we picked <laughs> up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we're gonna ask each other. Who's going first on Truth or Dare here? Big questions. I think Rudy, this was not your idea, but you pushed for it. You said, I love that idea. So Rudy, I think you get to ask the first question. Oh, well, I don't have a question yet. <laughs> but does anyone have a question? Because uh, least professional podcast on internet. There, I said that. I, 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 I got a question I'm going to ask here. Okay. All, right. All right, so. Stalling for time. Stalling for time. Stalling for time. Man, we're going to get all the classics in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, what I wanted to ask there for you is... Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm definitely not going to see his face. This, what is, hmm, what is your least favorite color? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I want to hear Rudy's answer. Oh, don't dodge the question. I asked you, Will. Oh, you're asking me. Well, I, I my least favorite color. Because you've worn pink. You've worn like many girly colors before. I've seen the photos. Oh yeah, pink is my favorite. What's your least favorite color? I don't know. I love pink and I love gray as, um... And you probably love the movie Flashdance, don't you? No, I I don't. There was a lot of pink and gray in that movie. Oh, okay. I do like musicals. I like Disney musicals, especially. Um, And anything by Sondheim. And I'm... Um... I'm Stop crap- dodging. I'm dodging the fucking question. Man, he, he pitched me the softest of softballs, and I'm dodging that. That's just how innately evasive a human being I am. I'm like, I, I can't answer any questions straight. I don't like the color. You know, it's really strange coming from me, but I don't like the color blue very much. You know, despite being a constantly depressed miserable human being i'm just not a big fan of the color blue hmm. especially like dark blue just not digging it navy blue fuck navy blue and uh like the blue jean color blue man i don't even wear blue jeans fuck that color yeah denim blue. denim blue can't see it because i don't have the cam on and because it's a color and it can't see but i'm flipping it off twice right now okay yep. So I answered your question. Rudy, what's your least favorite color? Brown. See, I thought you were going to say that, but I thought you would be conflicted. You must be conflicted about that. Either brown or yellow. Why? Um, <laughs> I'll just answer it. Uh, I'll just give the response our listeners think I'm going to give and say brown because that's the color of my skin. <laughs> and, uh... Yellow because that's the color of hair that I'll never have. Oh, <laughs> oh, self-hating Rudy. But brown is also brown and yellow are also the color of two of your favorite things. That's true. Piss and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that's difficult. I mean, it it's 
it's a difficult relationship. It is. Wow. Damn. Alex? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. I'm not a fan of dark colors in general, just because... Um, <laughs> Because you know, as always, I'm I'm a huge racist. Um, <laughs> That's racist. That's racist. Man, don't make Rudy feel even worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, like my fa- my least favorite color. That's the most important thing. Is it would either be uh, pure black, or um, or let's see here, what would be? Uh, actually, I don't like red that much. Like dark red, yeah. Like death metal red, <laughs> death metal red, blood red, yeah. Blood red, yeah. Mm. No, I it, it would be a toss up between either just black or red in terms of the because I have to pick something. I can't I right. can't be noncommittal. I can't be like you guys. You asked the question. <laughs> I, I I would pick black just because it would be the most depressing color if I had it everywhere in my life. Mm. So are you a pastel man, Alex? Well, in general, I like solid colors whenever I, like, for, like, shirts and shorts. And uh, usually it's a mixture between, like, like, maybe, like, I like light green. I like light colors, yes. I like, um, you know, like, like an orange. I like that one. Um, red, not so much, just because it's red. And um, it doesn't it doesn't look good against my body. Mm. Um but yeah, mainly light colors. Like even like gray. Gray's okay with me. Um, but yeah, in general, like that's the kind of colors I prefer. Okay. I see. That's cool. So you're not a Johnny Cash guy then? <laughs> I don't even. I'm pretty sure Johnny Cash wasn't a Johnny Cash guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Rudy, you have a question? Yep. Okay. Okay, uh, Alex, have you ever had mm-hmm. a homosexual experience with another man? Yes. Well, would, by definition, it would have to be. But. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Neat. Not really, actually. No, I'm lying to you. No. Um, oh, you already said yes. You can't take it back now. No, no, I, I was, I was fucking with you. But um, really, let's see here. If I wanted to go back in time, and try to remember here. I mean, like, the only time I remember is when I was very little. This was, like, kindergarten time. And in the bathroom, we, uh, I basically, uh, basically two, two, two of us, you know, me and another guy, we checked out each other's junk. Oh, wow. And that's the, that's the farthest I ever went in terms of homosexual experience, just because it was one of those things where, because I never really saw any other body parts, period, on other people. So I said, hey, look, you have what I have. And it's like, oh, yeah, you have what I have, too. That's interesting. <laughs> and that was it. That's, that's as far as it ever went. I love how it took us two questions to, what's your first gay experience? <laughs> um, Surprised it wasn't the first question, honestly. That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, that's I as far as I went. Will? I don't know. I mean, Rudy would know. I don't know. I've climbed into his lap. I've uh, groped Rudy before. Uh, all, all of this in character. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. insecure about my sexuality, and I need to state that all the gay stuff I did was in character. 
I actually don't even know if all of it was in character in retrospect. I don't remember. There might be some times when I just, like, <laughs> copped a feel on Rudy and just because he was there. <laughs> um, but that, outside of Rudy, no, not really. I mean, I would say if I had, but I'm not a man who has had many, like, like heterosexual <laughs> experiences, so I, I really... <clears throat> don't have um yeah so anyway no i just basically feeling up rudy oh sorry rudy yeah now rudy what about you Maybe I'm gonna pass that mic or something in a game once oh yeah i've had homosexual experiences before yeah yep like uh when i was younger i used to masturbate to other dudes oh that's right tell us about that i don't know pretty much what i said <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you used to put me on the burial details. Yep. In fact, Rudy, as long as we're asking probing, difficult questions, why don't you explain uh, what gets you aroused? Um. Oh, okay. Is that a? Is that my question? No, nah, I'm gonna ask a question to everyone. I don't really care what gets Alex Swingle aroused, and I don't really have anything interesting to say about what gets me aroused. So uh, I'm just asking you to tell other people this well basically i like uh women digging holes with shovels that really gets me hard now particularly burying something like a body right yeah burying like a dead animal or whatever mm. and especially if they're wearing sandals yes in fact they almost have to be wearing sandals right mm. no their feet have to be exposed in some way though yeah. Yeah. They can't be wearing, like, heavy boots. Yeah, no. So is it, like, how the feet move? Is it the act mm. of burying something that's dead? I think it's a little bit of both. So it's foot fetish crossed with just a touch of necrophilia. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a good way to put it. With a little bit of fecophilia thrown in. <laughs> yeah, for good measure. For good measure. Yeah, so I need to ask a real question now, right? No, no, we have to go through. We have to actually, uh, you, you have, you have to answer your own question, Will. I was just asking you, <laughs> Alex. You, you before me. All right, uh, fair complexion. I, ex- I, I don't like to see like uh, any type of warts, pimples, you know, like you know, beauty marks, anything like that. I, I hate to see that on other women, just because it tells me that they have diseases and that um, should not touch. <laughs> <laughs> really? Are you that? Um... Yes, I don't like to get infected when I want to have sex with people. But wait, pimple tells you like like a a normal everyday pimple. Well, pimples actually aren't normal if you actually read into it. But uh, it's not like terrifying disease. It's just more like there's something internally going on. Really? Yes. I thought it was just like someone's going through puberty or something. Um, Yes, that's true, but it's because of our current diet situation in America. That's usually what causes the in the extreme acne. Hmm. You know, I've never really. um, I mean, I've had like individual pimples, but from time to time. But I've never really broken out. Every once in a while, I'll get one on my nose, but. I've never really, even when I was an adolescent, I didn't really break out. 
But yeah, if you have something like a breakout for like Sith and stuff, that that that's a that's a sign that you should actually be listening to and not just chalk it up to like, oh, that's totally normal everyday experience. It usually means you have um I think it's I forgot what type of herpes it is, but usually that means you have one of those. Really? Yeah. Oh, this, by the way, these are uh, not claimed by an actual doctor. These are just uh, facts. Dr. Swingle. <laughs> these are just facts. That, you know, you know. these are just uh, information that's been gathered from multiple sources, blah, blah, blah. I am just reporting on it because I have to say that because if anyone follows what I have to say as actual fact, I could be arrested for practicing without a license. <laughs> we report, you decide. decide. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I um <clears throat> I don't want to answer this question. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah, you gotta have to. You have to. I uh, I like pictures of naked people. Is that is that enough? Can I get nope. pictures of what? Naked nope. people? No. Oh no no no. It's not no. enough. Because um, that's mm. a given, sir. That is a fucking given. Well, actually, it's not. Uh, I don't really like nudity. <laughs> right. Myself. Okay. Silence. Okay, I'll say it. Whatever. It's episode fifty. I like people. Now, I like people who are of legal age. Okay. 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 <laughs> let me get go. that down. <laughs> but who look young. Mm. Okay. Okay. Send me to fucking jail. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's it. It's just you know, people with youthful features. Hmm. what i like that's what i am physically attracted to yes there you go there you go go. thank you for an actual answer that's nice notice how we didn't judge you will we're not gonna judge you i wasn't worried about you i'm already worried about our listeners (laughs) he's a pedophile no wonder he makes those games (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Mm mm-hmm all right, Will, so get to your actual question now, since you said that was a uh, for No, I mean, question. that should be a count as a question. I think we should move back to you, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the non-sexual realm now. Let's divert away from mm. that. Uh, let's see here. Um, if you had to pick a team, what would be your favorite team and for what sport? I said this because I know Will hates teams. He does not care about sports. So, Will, if you had to pick a team to like, yeah. you don't even have to watch them on a daily basis. You just have to say, I picked this team. What would it be? The way we've been going, it would technically be Woody first, which gives me a minute to think about this. You <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, well, my favorite team would probably be uh, the Chiefs. And I'm not sure. Uh, I think they're baseball. You mean the Kansas but I, City Chiefs? Yes. But I like them because they're called Chiefs, and their name is, like, very racially inappropriate, but they didn't change it. Yeah, that's football. Oh, okay. <laughs> whatevs, whatevs, whatevs. <laughs> that's why I like them. Okay. Uh, I I have had very few experiences watching professional sports. 
Uh, once when I was like 14, my sister and I walked, watched a couple of games of the World Cup. <laughs> I don't remember any of the teams. I guess they were all national teams since it was World <laughs> Cup. Uh, I've sat through parts of a few college foot uh, basketball games. Uh, I'm, you know, uh, I don't know the names of any of the teams, but I have a lot of respect for Korean StarCraft players. Yes. Now that is a high endurance sport right there. Mm. Like people die playing that. Yeah. Like way more than die even at the heyday of people dying during boxing. Oh yeah. Although mostly they die training for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Although that's true of a lot of sports too. Yeah, that's training it can be more intense than the game in some way. So uh, my answer is Korean StarCraft players, any team, all of the teams, I have to have respect for all of them for putting their lives at risk to entertain. Mm -hmm. And for being such consummate athletes. Hmm. So you cool. consider uh, playing a video game to be a sport? If it's StarCraft, and if you're in Korea, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I would have to say that. Have you seen any of these fucking videos? These guys are hitting, like, more keys at once than they have fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's amazing. It's like watching someone play... No, it's better than watching a really good mu musician play the piano or something. The, the timing, oh, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Like, how much... <laughs> They can summon at once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, it actually is pretty amazing. No, no, you're right. It is. It's just one of those things where it's like, what? <laughs> All right. Uh, mine is the Orioles. Baltimore? Mm-hmm. And that's just because it had uh, Cal Ripken Jr. on there, and I uh, like to watch him play every now and then. Is he alive? Is he still alive? Yeah, of course he is. And he's still playing sports? No, but he no. he he does have the uh, I did I don't know if someone beat his record, but he did have the longest like consecutive games. Oh okay, because when I hear that name, I think of like Babe Ruth, and I think oh that dude must have been dead for years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's 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 a team that I like. Okay, Rudy, do you have another question? Oh, let's see. Do I have a question? Um, wow, no, I don't. Damn. 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 Actually, I know. I'm not sure how well Alex will be able to answer this one. But he might be able to. Um, which one of our games that we've made, that you've played do you dislike the most? Ooh, I was actually thinking of that one, and I thought, oh, that would be... I don't cute. know if Alex can answer it, though. That's yeah. the only problem. That's true. <clears throat> so in uh, terms of rotation, Will starts first. Yeah. Doesn't Alex start first? Hey, no, you dodged the question last time, so <laughs> now I get to dodge it, too. Oh, this is a difficult question, because... Um... And Alex, maybe you can just say, like, 
which games that you've seen of ours, like right. our concepts or whatever. Well, what I was going to do was just be a dick and say I hated all of them, but then that would be uh, <laughs> well, too go. much. Um, do we? Can we answer with one of our own games? <clears throat> you have to answer with someone else's game. You got to answer with somebody else. Someone else's game. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think because it, it, it'd be one of your early games, Moody. Mm. It, it'd be like one of the games that just didn't fucking work out the box. <laughs> like the Play-Doh game or something. <laughs> we never actually played that. Though. That's true. That's true. That game was not going to be functional. Um, see, I can't say I've had any really... Bad experiences. Uh, Alex, come back to me. I'm thinking. Oh. All right. Alex, what Hardcore dodging. Yeah, it's like, like he should have like his professional uh, job be like expert dodger. The um, dodger. Yeah, exactly. Like ob- Oblivion style. More, you know, Elder Scrolls edition. He's an expert. He can train you in how to dodge things. <laughs> Um, though, like, uh, let's see here, like, in terms of games that Will has made, I would say the one that I did not like out of all of them, in terms of, like, the most, because all of them, period, like, one out of ten, I'd rate all of them a three. (laughs) And that's just to hurt your, that's just to hurt your feelings, not just to actually mean it, I don't mean it that way. I'm just fucking with you. Um, let's see here, in terms, because you have passing mm-hmm. you have six page manual you have um welfare queens welfare que- oh yeah there we go that's that's what it was welfare queens. really welfare queens mm. because it's all it's it's so close to just full-blown jeep form and i dislike uh, that form okay so it's because too- it is it, it is wrong. bullshitting with other people versus like an actual game there's no real i don't i don't like the concept of jeep form in terms of like uh, there's usually a lack of mechanics. It's usually mm-hmm. all internal in your head mechanics, if anything else. And I just like those mm-hmm. kind of games. So it's too free farm for you. See, I the reason that I'm having so much trouble answering this question is because every version, every one of Rudy's games has had like eight different versions and revisions. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I didn't really like that version of the game, but then well, that other version of the game, I really Pick enjoyed. the finished product. Don't just pick the version there. Because you also need to pick one of mine. Finished product. Um, oh, one of you. Well, okay, well, let me think. Well, the only games you've ever mentioned to me, Alex, are Clandestine and uh, and the the game where you molest where you pretend to be a dog and molest each other. Well, there's rough Whoa. around the edges, clandestine, and, and crystal, crystal cables. cables. Those are the only ones that I've mentioned to you guys. Rough around the oh, edges okay. is a, is the you one player pretends to be a dog and you fill the other person up, basically. Yep. Uh, well, it's definitely not that one. <laughs> I'm gonna given those three, I'm gonna have to go with Crystal Capers, just because I feel like I I did enjoy the dice mechanics, but I feel like conceptually a lot of pieces were missing to make that fit together and be a complete game. Mm-hmm. That was it. It felt like it felt very unfinished. You know, it kind of like 
bits that need to be tied together to make one whole that really fits. So that that, that one, I would say, Rudy, um, I'm trying to think. There, there have been games, you know which one of your games is that I, I don't like the ones that feel like where the mechanics feel like they've been lifted, like, largely from another game. Mm. Like, um, like the early version, uh, was it Balls Out that had an early version that used basically the straight-up fate system? Uh, no. There was a game that used, or, or excuse me, Fudge, rather. Oh, Fudge. Oh, they uh, used straight-up Fudge dice to resolve things. That was Blood Libel. Blood Libel. <clears throat> the earliest version. Is that also the well, one? Well, not the earliest version, but like the second version. <laughs> that you had the traits that you triggered and stuff too, along with that. Mm. I think there there were some kind of trait, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I didn't care for. That felt kind of lazy to me. I was like, eh, this doesn't feel like. I did like the later version of the game with the um <clears throat> with the Pictionary mechanics. Although it took a little while for that to be ironed out. But the early version of Blood Libel that used the fudge dice and had the very um, straightforward like um, trait system where you activated your traits to get things, that didn't really, that didn't do very much for me. So that's what I will say. Hot. Wait, Alex, you didn't pick one of Rudy's games. Yeah, I was about to mention that. I, I oh, did not. Sorry. I was not trying to avoid it. I, I just like, oh yeah, I said oh. my piece, and then you jumped in, and I was like, oh, I, I, I was going to say Rudy's thing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> like, the only thing is, like, I remember exactly every single game that Rudy has, that we have actually read of Rudy's and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's the thing, or that he's. <laughs> okay. Well. Because I can tell you like how much, how many games that I loved of his. Right. Like my favorite. I'll 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 delay answering the question because I just want to say this. My favorite game of all Don't time. Delay. Is Mineshaft. <laughs> <laughs> that game's not even made yet, though. That's my favorite game. The game you haven't made yet. Um, uh, also known as Dungeon Niggers. Exactly. No, that's why I love it. <laughs> Because um, it hasn't made it. <laughs> no, I think my the one that I dislike the most. I need to look at this again, but out of all of them, I really did not care for uh, Student Zombie. Really? What didn't you like about it? I just just give me a few seconds because I need to look at it one more time just to make sure to be concrete on uh, why I didn't like it because like I liked Mentors. Uh, because, you know, the it, it was just Pictionary. But uh, if you got it right, you know, you, you earned a point, you got it wrong, they earned a point. It was very simplistic. So that way there was no, uh, you know, you you had an easy goal to understand and all that jazz. So that way it was very easy to uh, set up and um, execute the role playing. And it um, needs of the few was just, it was just, it was, it was all kinds of awesome. Um but let's see here. Student zombie. Oh yeah, it's because it used chess pieces, and I'm I'm not no. a fan of chessboard games. Um, right, right. And uh, the main reason why is just um, it's it's too easy. 
I, I, and on top of that, I don't really like to have games where there's uh, required props in order to use them. No, oh, like yeah. um, like the main reason why I was turned off by uh, like fourth edition for Dungeons and Dragons is that it required a uh, a board. You you could not just uh, do like zones or like you know hand wave how close you are to people. It was yeah. you have to be this many spaces away and shit like that, and that that really made it to where it was a make or break kind of thing because I don't always have a battle board with me. Um, and so, yeah, I would have to say the same thing with the, with, with the student zombie. I mean, like, the content right. itself, like, you know, like, the con- the potential controversy, I don't really give a shit about that because, you know, it's just you know, shooting people up. Uh, but other than that, that's that would be the only thing I dislike just because it, it requires a lot more prep work than, than any of the other games. Yeah. Rudy. Okay. Uh. Herm. 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 Boom. Boom. You've had more time to think about this than anyone else. Yeah. Well. Um. For Hank. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um. Your original version. Of your real life campaign game that used oh, the ranges. <laughs> yes, that was a disaster. Didn't like that one because it didn't function. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Basically, I thought like it kind of like punished people for playing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what it, I think what it really did is it totally eliminated any sense of like player agency. Yeah. Well, I, actually, it you basically had to farm in the game to get any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's not coming back. I do want to eventually make a percentile range game that works, but uh, not like that. And Alex, I would have to say, um, I'd have to say rough around the edges, actually. Really? Because only one person gets to play the dog, right? (laughs) And uh, I don't know, I think you should have a game... I think one, having one play, just one person play a dog is kind of a cop-out for the other person. Because I think you should have both people play animals. Mm-hmm. See what <laughs> they can bring to the table on that one. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Hmm. So someone, whose question is it now? Alex's? No, it's yours. Uh, I believe it's yours. <laughs> um, good thing Alex can cut out the extended periods of silence. I Dead air. Could, I could. I mean, if you see the recording for, um, was it, what's 49? I did some excellent uh, not removing of uh, that. <laughs> I noticed a few moments where you left things in um because you complain too much because of me complaining like you fuckers are gonna mess up everything on purpose now because of recording (laughs) so here's my question how would you describe your politics your political beliefs (laughs) that's the first half of the question and the second half if you had to belong to any political party, and this can include third parties, what party would you join? 
So who starts? Is it me or... Um, I think it's you. All right. Anyways, uh, this one's very simple for me. Uh, I dislike most politics in general because um, it's it's an open business model. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, um, regardless of what people have to say, it, it has been... Even it's not a lately thing. It has always been this way, where it has always been related about business and how to affect the economies and all that kind of such. So I really dislike it because the entire point is to have representatives to fuck each other over, when <laughs> you know all fifty states should be working together to try and you know better themselves. It's all fifty states yeah. fighting each other. Right. But how would you describe your personal political beliefs? Well, that's part of my beliefs, is I think okay, yeah, that, I, I um, that the current system is severely flawed and that I, um, it's not going to be fixed by the time, you know, during my lifetime. But um, I really dislike the way it's set up right now. And, like, I would personally um, just make it where the entire point is to bolster instead of to divide. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, some basically I'm, I'm, I'm pro... Um, What's what's it called again? I forgot exactly. But basically, where you don't trade with other, you know, you you don't. Uh, oh, protectionism. Protectionism. I'm, I'm mainly a protectionist. Mm. Uh, and that's just because when uh, shit gets real, uh, no one else is really gonna help you. So you might as well um, be the best you can be yourself, and then worry about others uh, if when if you want to help them, because. Um, you can choose to help other people. Most people are not going to choose to help you. That's the way it works in life, not just personal mantras. And uh, I'd rather, um, you know, people focus on that reality. Okay. So I would probably run as an independent because I, you know, even the green party, uh, has their own, uh, their own, uh, backwaters, uh, ideals on how things work. Right. So you would run just, Totally, as an independent, not a libertarian, yeah. not not any. Well, obviously, if you're a protectionist, you're definitely not a libertarian. Um, okay. I wouldn't Rudy. succeed in in getting elected, but that's what I'd be. Rudy. <laughs> so the first part of the question is uh, describe what your personal political beliefs. Personal beliefs. Second one is if you had to run under a political party or join a political party, what party would you join? Yeah, um, personal political beliefs. I'm basically a fascist. Um, I yeah. asked this question just to hear Rudy say that. Okay. Um, but go on. The reason, <laughs> the reason I like fascism, and it's it's not because of things that have been done in the past with it. Mm-hmm. Things that have been uh. You know, I mean, you don't have to throw people into a pit and shoot them. You know, that'd be a fascist. Right. That's just how it was before, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be like that. But I think that the nationalism component of fascism, mm-hmm. and the same with communism, too, I guess, um, the nationalism component is is a good idea. Because it makes people feel good about themselves, and it makes basically all people want to do is feel good about themselves. Give them a system, give them a political system, let them you know march around and do whatever, 
and feel no worse about themselves than anybody else in the system. And I think fascism sort of captures that. Because you have, like, you have the people, and then you have the unpeople, whoever that might be in the fascist state. Right. So you could say, like, well, okay, anybody that's not American is an unperson. So Amer as Americans, we're special. And I don't think that's necessarily right. <laughs> but I think it's good because people like to feel special. Yeah. And that's basically my explanation for it. Also, fascists uh, have the best, like, are the best dressed political operation. Ever. They really are. What I, what I wanted to say there is... Um... It's kind of like with, um, because I know you mentioned communism and, and where the initial idea seems sound, but the execution is usually done poorly. Because, like, just to make that communist uh, reference there, communism in itself is usually a good thing, but um, mm -hmm. because of the way we work, it's there's usually a head honcho, so it usually turns into a dictatorship. Yeah. And people call, well, people will cons will still call. Uh, communist countries, communists, when they're really dictators. Like, um, mm. they would say Russia is, would be a communist, you know, country. Like, you know, before the whole collapse. they would Even now, mm. they would still say that. But the whole thing is they're really dictatorships. Because if it was a true mm. communist uh, group, there would be no head leader. Right. Well, the leader would be the proletariat, would be the people. Yeah, the people lead for themselves. But 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 that's what I'm saying. The leader would be everybody, so there would not be one single person to select them. But but that's right. what I'm saying. Like you know, with with both the idea of fascism um, and communism, things like that, is the idea is sound, the uh, execution is poorly done because human pe human beings get in the way of the idea. <laughs> but anyways, no, I uh, cut, I interrupted you, Rudy. So what would be your what oh. would be your running platform if you had to select one? Um, that's the second part. <laughs> no, yeah. the second part is what would your party be? But it, I want to hear his platform, too. <laughs> Wait, oh, well, no, I, I'm not going to get into that. Because, okay, yeah, okay, all right. But just to keep it short, um, right. <laughs> my party, if I had to choose one, would, uh, and wow, you, that's... You can go back into history, too, and into other countries and things if you need to. Oh, so you can so you can use other like countries and and historical yeah. parties and things. It doesn't have to be. You could be a Nazi if you want to, really. That's what we're letting you know. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't really like the Nazi party that much. Um, I would probably go with uh, maybe one of the old ass like proto fascist parties, like the Integralists or whatever the fuck they were called. Oh, yeah. Like in uh, South America. Just because that's plain cool. What is it? Bread and... Uh, Blood and soil or something? Blood and soil. That's what it is. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But if I had to pick one from today, I'm not going to totally cop out on the answer. Because okay. If I had to pick one from today, I would in America, right. I would probably choose... Uh, I'd probably be a Republican, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, like... I don't know. I, I just find the Republican Party so lowell. Now, awesome. a Mitt Romney Republican or a Rick Santorum Republican? A Rick Santorum That's Republican. That's what I thought. Because that, 
that again goes in with the whole like nationalism and like we're all together in this. Everybody feel good about yourself. It's just they use religion instead of whatever to do that. Right. Instead of like Nordic mythology and yeah, pseudoscience. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. <laughs> right. Well, me. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not gonna dodge this question, but it's going to be hard to give. It's gonna be hard to give a short answer. So, okay, I was raised in by a mother who's a devout Christian. I don't know if you would say a fundamentalist Christian because she's a Catholic technically, but that never really seemed to matter. The fundamentalist Christian radio was on all the time. And when I was a kid, I was the most diehard fucking Republican ever. Like, mm. I love me some Reagan and, and all of that. All of mm. that. I remember being four years old and arguing with my grandmother in favor of Bush Sr., like, yeah, really? you should go out and you should vote for Bush because he's hip. But I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast, maybe. Um, and I grew up and I went to college. And at some point while I was at college, I transformed into a hardcore Marxist. <laughs> <laughs> like, straight up, like, I called myself a socialist, but I, I think I was just a straight up communist in some ways. Uh, then I graduated from college, yada, 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 time passes, and I, since then, I've spent some time organizing, uh, progressive political organizations. I worked on, as campaign manager for a Democrat, a, a rather, a reasonably progressive Democrat, and I considered myself to be not exactly a progressive. At one point, I called myself an anarcho- socialist i think uh before that and then i was more of a practical progressive let's accomplish the goals we can uh, i don't consider myself that anymore i um after spending some time with other people who labeled themselves as progressives and especially after spending like five days with the occupy movement i just yeah. could have no more of that <laughs> progressive first of all the progressive movement in America, that, that term doesn't mean a goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, it is so tainted with um, pro-censorship, tell you how to speak, identity politics. We, and and that, if there is one thing that has not really changed about me in the past few years, it's a stringent belief that people should be allowed to say exactly what they want to say. Freedom of expression, of any kind of expression, is absolute and is fundamental. But I really hate the condescending nanny, let me tell you how to speak, you know, which, which, is, which has been adopted by the same people who get deeply offended by the speak so good stuff and use that same rhetoric at the same moment that they um, feel like it's time for them to tell you the right way to talk. And a lot of times what's absolutely fucking disgusting to me is people who claim to be representative, representative of a certain group telling less fortunate members of their own identity group how they need to behave and what they need to say and what words they're allowed to use. So like uppity niggers then. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. I know. I mean, I'll just say it. That's what they basically are. <laughs> but that that offends me. That deeply offends me. But my point is that after seeing how hopelessly disorganized progressives are, self-defeating a lot of their rhetoric is and a lot of their tactics are, I, I can't call myself a progressive. And now I'm going to go back and say that if I had to label myself as something, it would be as a progressive, but as a Teddy Roosevelt progressive, oh. as a as a um, trust buster progressive, mm. you know, as someone who is opposed to the concentration of economic power, and, and not in the Marxist, you know, um, dictatorship of the proletariat sense, not in the destruction of the wave slave system sense, but in the sense of someone of the need for there to be a government and a citizenship that is willing to tangle with big concentrated global economic forces yeah. and, and is willing to put in place some kind of safety net pr to protect the people in your economy, in your system, who have real fucking problems, who don't have psychological problems, who have real fucking, I can't buy bread, I don't have health care problems. Uh, and I guess I'd also call myself a populist because I'm very much against condescension in politics. I like the idea of, of popular movements with all the, and, and with all, you know, even with being as big, as, as much as I sound like an intellectual, and as much as I am a snob when it comes to what, like, what movies I'm into, what books I'm into, what, I hate snobbery in politics. I hate condescension in politics. I hate elitism in politics with a fucking passion, which is why in some place, in some ways, I like the politics of the, I like the positions of the Democrat, of, of some parts of the Democratic Party, but I love the rhetoric of the Republican Party. And if you could take the rhetoric of the Republican Party and mix it in with economic populism and with, um, you know, and with a legitimate devotion to freedom of expression, which you'll never see in the Republican Party. <laughs> Then you would have my politics. And so if I had to join a party, if I can join a historical party, it's the Bull Moose Party. It's Teddy Roosevelt's party. Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> um, if I can join, if I have to join a party that exists now, you know, I've helped to organize uh, the Green Party locally, and I've voted for Green Party candidates, but I can't in good conscience say the Green Party. Um okay. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there's no party that exists right now that is doing any of those things that I just talked about, or that is doing like even two of those things that I just talked about at the same time. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I moved to Alaska and joined the Alaskan Independent Party because succession <laughs> is cool too. That's very true. <laughs> Alex. It's your turn. Oh, it, it, it's your turn to ask a question. Yes, it is. Okay, here. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, this actually, this is, this is interesting to me just because we're 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 making up questions as we go along here. Um, <laughs> let's, 
you know, I'm going to reveal the veil there. I'm going to drop it, let everyone know we're bullshitting each other to (laughs) make these kind of questions up here. Um, Let's see here. Okay. Um, What is your favorite non-RPG game? Mm. Because I love me some war games. I love, you know... Uh, I don't like Monopoly, but it's a, you know it's a non-RPG game. But I'm saying like I, I actually have other games I like outside of this field that we like to talk about. What is your favorite non-RPG game? Can I ask that we um, break that down a little bit and say maybe name our favorite video game and our favorite nope. board game? No. No. Well, I'm I'm gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I asked uh, basically if you have to separate them, I'll ask. Two part. What's your favorite board game? What's your favorite video game? Okay. That's not RPG related. So it's not okay. title is an RPG. Okay. Rudy? Um Wow, so we can pick video games too. That's gonna be tricky. Probably Okay, I'll start with board games and say chess. Okay. This chess is awesome and elite and there's just so many possibilities with it that it's just crazy um as far as video games i want to say doom Mm. just because that game was the game that started it all basically uh but actually i think i'm gonna say diablo one because i have i have so many good memories of playing that game with my friends and uh I just like the aesthetics to it, like the the dark kind of, but not like, not uh, you know, not White Wolf dark. <laughs> I guess I don't really know how to explain it, but I like the aesthetics, and I, I just have so many good memories of playing with my buddies that it really it would be hard to pick anything else. Okay. Yep. Uh, my favorite bard game is Risk. I have to say Risk. I was thinking maybe Trivial Pursuit, maybe Scattergories, but I just have to go with Risk. Risk is just... It's great because you can sit someone down, make them play you at it forever, and make some the other person who's sitting across from you, or several people sitting across from you, keep playing the game long after they realize they can't possibly win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you can do it while exercising a strategy, right? Because it's still fundamentally a totally strategic game. So when you win risk, you get the satisfaction of knowing, I didn't win because I was lucky, although there's a little bit of a luck component. I won because I outplayed the other people, and I made them sit there for 20 extra minutes after they knew they lost the game while I just absolutely showed them how much better than them I was. <laughs> But I mean, I don't know. I love everything about the game. I love the strategy. I love the, the, the just the idea of world domination as a game. I love I love getting my units. I love how satisfying it is to get new units. I love how satisfying it is to place units. I love how satisfying it is to attack and see your attack succeed. And how awesome it is to see your attack totally backfire when you thought you... To see, like, two dudes in Siberia, fight off, like, an army of 15 people just yeah. through pure dumb luck. 
and to know that can happen in the game, but that there's that you will be rolling so many times that that moment of dumb luck won't destroy this whole your whole strategy. Mm-hmm. That that you can have those really crazy random moments that just amaze you, but they should unless you're it's something really unbelievable is happening. They should never happen with the frequency where they destroy the strategy of the game. So it basically has everything you could possibly want. Very long game, which is great because I don't really have much to do with my time. (laughs) So yeah, I I love Risk. I am in love with Risk. It's an amazing game. Video game. I wish this could be more interesting, but it's always going to be the same thing if you ask me this. Rudy can probably guess it. Doom? No, Doom is one, and it's always on the top five, but it's got to be Super Mario 64. Oh, right, yeah. It's just, when I played that game the first time, it was just such an amazing experience, and the amazing experience kept on going throughout the whole game. And even when I pick it up now, it's just so much fun. There was something about the the scope of the game and the just meticulous stage design and the sense of discovery you had when you were playing that game. The first time you went into the, the uh, what what's the name of the may, underground maze level and you're exploring it and you just happen to go down the elevator and then open the door and then go down the, the ramp and you see this underground lake and there's a fucking Loch Ness monster floating around in the underground lake. And you <laughs> never have fucking expected to see that because this is a Mario game you know you're expecting Koopas and Goombas and and all the usual cast of characters but there's the goddamn Loch Ness monster floating (laughs) around there and you're like holy shit I just I just found the Loch Ness monster you know it's just little touches like that plus the fact that the challenge of the game was perfectly balanced so that you could always get a little farther but you had to always had to fight for it you know, right. the game just kept teaching you. And it was so satisfying. And every level was new, just a totally new experience. And just a sense of 3D movement. And to have a game that's a launch game on a console, and to have it be polished to the point where there are basically bugs, where the experience is just perfect and wonderful and tells you, you know, this is a totally new generation. Something... You know, the difference between the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo was like, oh, the graphics are a little nicer, you know. You didn't get that sense of, holy shit. When you played Super Mario 64 for the first time, even if you had played a few sort of pseudo 3D games on the PlayStation, it was just a totally amazing, totally new experience. And no game since then has done that, has been that transformative, such a major, unbelievable leap. You just sit there with your mouth hanging open while you're... You just run around in the cart you're in front of the castle and climb the trees, and you're like, oh, my God. It's like everything wonderful about childhood that is now all dead and gone and withered now that you're a cynical, jaundiced adult. You will never have a Mario 64 experience again. But the fact that you had one at all is something. All right, so it's Mario 64 is what I'm saying, but honorable mention to do which is another experience where you sat there and you, the first time you played, you were like, oh my God, that fucking, 
demon alien, which was scary and wrong looking to begin with, just fucking exploded when I shot it. And I <laughs> shot it, you know? It wasn't some character. I blew that thing's head off. <laughs> yeah. But that level of... Like, to get that feel, visceral, sadi- sadistic feeling from a game, it felt like, God, I hope my mom's not watching. But on the other hand, it was like, yes, this is everything I want that I'll never be able to do. I'll never be able to blow some dude's head off, but I can do it in Doom. So, hey. <laughs> so, Alex, your favorite game. Yeah, see, this is actually very difficult for me. Considering I played a, a lot of games, um, especially before I even got into the RPG world. Now, I have actually a lot of games that I like, but I don't know which ones I can actually say are like my absolute one, you know, at all favorites. Because, for example, my favorite like holy shit kind of moment was when I played Jay Cocoon for the PlayStation, and the reason why is because the monster fights were were fucking epic. But altogether, it wasn't that great of a game, you know, as a whole. Mm. My favorite game would possibly be, for in terms of video games, would be Star Ocean: The Second Story. Mm. Now, um, it's for the it's for the PlayStation, and I uh, I picked it up as like a Christmas gift for myself when I got uh, Christmas money, and um, it blew me away because I got it for like thirteen bucks and. You know, so it was it was in the reasonable price range when I was like uh, 13, and I got my money there to to spend on, and just the amount of range for like customization and all that kind of stuff, and like all the random shit you could do in it was, um, it was all kinds of epic and awesome, and like you can create items to like, um, it not even like uh, like it it wasn't even like a half hazard like you know like um style of creating like you you pick the material you used and all that kind of stuff you did almost actual blacksmithing in that game mm. Mm. and um the combat which was the main reason why i loved it it was one of the first times i played a real-time combat game and it was um it had RPG elements. It wasn't meant to be an RPG, like, you know, your standard, like, you know, Dragon Warrior, like, you know, back then where it was turn-based and you just, you know, watched it flash. That's when you saw how it got damaged because it flashed. Like, oh, you heard it because it just went, it went translucent for a second. This one <laughs> was just constant uh, non-stop movement and damage. And uh, you had you actually had to do hit-and-run tactics in the middle of it. And it was a PlayStation game. And it was, and they used cartoon graphics, not like cartoon like style, but like hand drawn animation. They used that for the graphics, so it looked freaking beautiful back then. Mm. Um, that's what I loved about it. It reminds me of like the Tales of series, like you know the Tales of Destiny, uh, Tales of like Fantasia or something like that. Um, that that's another game where it's uh, they used cartoon graphics, like actual cart- uh, anime graphics. Um, but it's a, it was a side scroller for the combat, and um, this one went full bore. It went full on, and uh, that's what, what I loved the hell uh, about that one. But that's just the video game one. Now the board game. Um, well, I mean, my favorite board game is a card game. So, um, same but thing. you know, yeah, it's the that's same cool. diff. It's anything outside of actual RPGs. Um, 
and that would be the one I I, uh, I waxed nostalgia for uh, constantly, which was Ophidian twenty three fifty. There just hasn't been a single game I've played so far that has actually topped that um, that interactivity, the um, the tactical nature of it. Like even chess, chess is tactical, but chess is a game of how badly did you fuck up versus actual skill. Um, at least in, in my opinion, that's how that's how I've always seen it. It's like how much did you mess up in chess versus how much did you actually do things that were good uh, for <laughs> in terms of your tactics. Mm. Um, and that and that one really shined because each bonus is not heavy enough to where it's there's no I win button in the game. It's right. everything built up to the moment to where you finally were able to pull it off. Um, it, it's always had the uh, that same amount of tension in every single game I've played, where even if I knew I was going to win, at least I felt like I was going to win, that um, it wasn't for it wasn't a guarantee. Because, like, you know, round one, round two, when you did your, your gladiatorial fights, you did some damage. You may, you may be able to take out one of their gladiators, but you were just as fucked up as well. Mm-hmm. And um, because of how much damage could potentially be done each turn. So it was a matter of who were you willing to sacrifice for that moment, all that kind of stuff. And it was just, it, it gets to the heart of what I love about, um, like, you know, just combat games in general. It's the sacrifice you make in order to try and uh, do the right, you know, do, do the right thing for you. There you go. Okay. Wait. Rudy, it's your turn to ask a question. Uh, what time are we at here? Um, let's see. I believe we started at like around 1:50 on the Skype call, so we've been it's been an hour. Oh, okay. So uh, I'll ask. I guess we can all ask one more. Or... Right. Well, How about Alex... you ask the final question, Ruby? Because you know, as the, black the man, final one, oh, as well, the token I... black man of the group. <laughs> Alex, you started us off, right? Uh, yeah. You asked the first question. Rudy asked the second question. I asked the third question. Yep. Mm. So. Then Rudy gets one more question, and I get one more question, and then we'll finish All it right. off. So make it choice. Huh. If you could have sex with one male fantasy author <laughs> from the 20th century, well, from we'll say from the second half of the 20th century. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so um, not the 21st and a half century, just the 20th? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, no. Anything past the second half of the 20th century, we'll say. Okay, that seems awfully strange to label that specifically. But do his books have to be published after that? Is that what you're saying? Or could, could he, if he's still alive then, can you have Basically, if he's still alive. Oh, okay. So most, pretty much everyone's still alive. Yeah. Unless you're counting, like, Wagner or something. Yeah, that... Um... But yeah, if you could have sex with any of them, which one would you choose and why? Well, I guess you don't get to have sex with H.P. Lovecraft or... Um, yeah. See, that's why Jordan. I, I pushed it forward, because I intentionally wanted to rule out Lovecraft, because that would obviously be my man crush. Right. Alex, you said Robert Jordan? No, I, no, I, I said that as a reference. It's like, you know, someone oh. like, though. <laughs> you want you want the, the dead people dead. and. <laughs> yeah. Well, that... I mean, for for my answer, I really have no answer because I don't read a lot of fancy books. I mean, if any, like I think like the last book I read that was fancy related would be um, Jim Cramer's Mad Money because it's a fancy for me to have that kind of cash. 
man. So you're saying you'd have sex with Jim Cramer? Uh, sure. But like I said, he's not a fancy author. He he tells you how to yeah. earn money. <laughs> how about if we extend it to science fiction authors then? I still got nothing. Like I said, I, I am not a fan of reading. I, I dislike it quite a bit because reading's for gays. Yeah. Which um. <laughs> is why this choice is... A, this, this is why that question's a very choice question because you're asking for a homosexual experience. <laughs> um. no, I, I really don't mean that, but that's, that, that's my answer. I really have no answer be, besides the joke one because I don't read that many books, period. And if I do, they're nonfiction. I would... But, um... I will give you a detailed reason why I don't read a lot of a, a lot of fantasy, and then we'll go to Will because I know I I cut him off twice when I said when I, when, when I thought when when, you, when he thought I was done. The reason why is the majority of fantasy books I have ever read, like even attempted to read, were less creative than my own fantasy. So I'd rather listen to my own fantasy than than other people's work. As in, like my own dreams, my own thoughts. I'd rather listen to my own thoughts than anyone else's because they've never and they've never been enticing enough. When it comes to just bullshit thinking, when it comes to like actual factual <laughs> knowledge, I'll listen to other people because I don't have the facts. But when it comes to stories, I don't. I'll, there's a lot of people's stories that are not as good as the ones that I feel like I've you know thought up of. There you go. There's my actual. That's that's the complete reason why. I would, I would take Robert Dryden home. I would cook a nice meal for him. <laughs> I would, I would pour out some wine. Right. And I, I would say, I would, I would sit him down. I would let him finish his meal. And then I would do all the things to him that his wife won't do. <laughs> 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 And then when he's finished, when we finish, after we've lit our cigarette, and this is pretty amazing since I don't drink or smoke, but anyway, <laughs> after he, we've lit her, after we've shared a cigarette, I'll let him cry on my shoulder and I'll let him talk about it. And he can blubber and go, Harriet this and Harriet that. <laughs> and Harriet was never that tender to me. <laughs> Harriet never made me a nice meal. <laughs> And I would just stroke what's left of his hair and say, oh. Robert, Robert. And I would call him Robert Jordan. I wouldn't call him James. I, would call him, right. I wouldn't call him James Regdeaton. I would call him Robert Jordan because I want him to feel strong. So I don't want him to feel like itself. I would strut and I would stroke what's left of his hair. And I would say, Robert, Robert, you're with me now. You don't have to worry about that. Why don't you tell me? about that time you shot down the RPG with your machine gun from your helicopter. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I, I don't know. I guess that's what i do. That's my answer. But, you know, uh, Tolkien was a pretty attractive dude, too, especially in old age. I don't know about the young Tolkien, but the old Tolkien was one hot dude. Yeah, he was pretty hot. Yeah, Rudy, what about you? Um, wow. I'd have to say Robert A. Heinlein. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> Man, would you even survive? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the guy must have been into some pretty kinky sex, since a lot of his books seem to be about kinky like sex. kinky sex on Mars or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I'd do that just to say that I had done it. And uh, he was pretty hot. He was a pretty attractive, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So kinky sex on Mars is your thing, then? Yeah. Timeline. Yep. Mm. Maybe I could pretend to be one of his protagonists and <laughs> have him uh, do whatever he wants to me. In the unisex shower. Yes. Yeah, in the unisex shower. <laughs> Alex? Mm-hmm. So there's no, like, fantasy author who you find attractive, at least? Nope. Do you like fantasy movies? You watch fa- Do you like comic books? Kind of. Well, we already went through that question. Um, pr- pretty much, like, if you wanted to get me in a nutshell, like... Uh, I, I like some of the, the, the nerdist stuff there, you know, going on, like, you know, with, like, uh, with the fantasy, you know, stuff. But I don't really care for, um, like I said, I'm just not that much of a reader uh, in terms of, uh, like, reading to other people's uh, wank jobs. I've never given two shits about that. Because, you know, your story is your story, and um, as long as you're having fun doing it, I, I just don't want to hear it. Is that how you feel about our sexual fantasies, too? <laughs> Uh no no it's cool you can you can share that because you know your buddies is not it's not because but but the thing is if you're some random stranger saying like you know hey guess who I wanted to bone you know that that's a whole other story um okay so um but yeah what based on your question there um yeah there's just I I, I I still haven't found what I'm looking for, as the great U2 once said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, Damn, like the I only have... the, the only book, I'll 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 actually I'll, I'll fully explain. Like the only book I ever liked, I can't even remember the name of the title. I do have the I do my have I have my book report on it though, because I did it in uh, middle school. My favorite book, yeah, I forgot, I'll, I'll bring it up eventually. I'll put it like maybe in the show notes later when I, if I find it. Because I may mm-hmm. have thrown it away. And I'll, be, I'll cry if I do that. Um, but basically what it was, it was a, uh, a man. Uh, it's based on the World's Dangerous Game. It was a, re, it was a reiteration of it. The, um, you know, where a guy hunts another dude. Uh, this one mm-hmm. was um, a guy is helping, um, you know, be a guide for this one dude. And they find a um, hunter's poaching ram, and um, the guy uh, who was uh, who who was being guided turned out he was one of those poachers. Um, and instead of uh, shooting the guy right away and then grabbing those ram that he saw, uh, he said, "I'll make a bet with you. Like you know, you can if you can make it out of here alive, you know, I you know I'll give you like uh, like an hour or two, blah blah blah, and I'll chase you." All the way to the uh, to town, and if you make it there, I won't, I won't, uh, I won't shoot you, and, we, and we'll and we'll live on, blah blah blah. And um, the amount of detail, and followed by like, um, it, it it was the perfect amount of non bullshit vers and and uh, actual like content, because 
the only thing I always hate about with the, like with the fantasy authors or any like author mm-hmm. in general when it comes to them, their book writing is they never got to the fucking point. It, it usually was like Robert Jordan style where they talked about a woman's dress for five pages, and after <laughs> that they uh, finally got to the actual discussion. Like I don't mind like a paragraph of description, but then after that you're going to you're going overboard. And I I read too many of those kind of books. Uh, when I was little for the fantasy stuff, that's why I don't want to read them anymore. But that one was the the perfect combination of one to two paragraphs of description and then actual action, and that's why I loved it. And the uh, and the ender was 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 great because you know spoiler alert you know a, a book that no one knows about and probably doesn't care to read is uh, at the end of it uh, the way he uh, gets the dude uh, you know the poacher dude is that he hides underneath a um. Uh, a, 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 a sand riff and with um, a, the tube piping from um, the oil, uh, you know, like the oil tube, uh, he, he cuts that out, wraps it into like a slingshot and slings like um, actual uh, like giant rocks at him into into his head and like, you know, almost kills him that way. Wow. wow. That's, how, that's how he does it. He, he does an ambush style on the dude's Jeep, which was great. Well, as long as we're talking about our favorite books, mine is Notes from Underground by Dostoevsky. But I'm not going to go into that because I have a question. And this is the last one. All right. So, I'm to think of what I could ask that would really communicate something about the people I'm talking to. Okay. So it's at night. Your room is dark. You just finished having sex with your favorite fantasy author. They're lying in the bed behind, next to you. Yep. You're in that kind of post-colloidal <laughs> like state of like you know where you're relaxed and you're not thinking about anything. And then, bam! You see something at the end of your bed, and it's the most terrifying fucking thing you've ever seen. What do you see? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you can give a sarcastic answer alex but i also want your real answer all right i got my answer it would be uh, the grim reaper saying you had an uh, you've had enough fun it's time to go so death yeah because that's one of my greatest fears if you actually want to if you want a real answer is if i'm like uh dying after having something like you know really fun happen where where I'm not ready, where I'm I'm feeling like I'm I, I still want to keep living. Where we you know where where death will death will take me from when I uh, when I don't want to go. That that that's my only fear. And so seeing that, because you know hopefully if it's someone we actually if it's a fancy author we liked we would like the experience of uh, betting right. with them. And also you know blowing your load you're gonna feel happy afterwards. Um, so. <laughs> With those two things, I'd be pretty happy. And then all of a sudden, that happening, that'd make me really, really terrified. But no, I was laughing because it reminded me of like um, our 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 fellow friends, uh, the shark boners, and with their finish that plot hook. <laughs> you just got done having sex with your famous famous fancy author, blah blah blah, in the middle of your blah, you know, and then at the end of the bed, you see something terrifying. Finish the plot hook. <laughs> Rudy? Um, I would have to say probably me as a woman. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, 
I guess um, I might have issues with my gender. Okay. okay. So um, seeing me as as female might want me make me want to be female, maybe. And I'm afraid of that because I have issues with my gender. That's basically it. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's Joe McDonald holding his D- Diana Jones Award for his work on Monster Hearts. <laughs> oh, oh, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is my real answer. Oh. Um, although I, I, I do dislike that game. <laughs> um, actually, my answer is Alex's answer. It'd be death, which is why I made Dance Macabre. You know, there's nothing more terrifying than it. Well, it'd be death standing there. Mm. Well, no, I, I see. It's difficult to say exactly. It's difficult to put this into words because the thing that most terrifies me is nothingness, right? To be nothingness, to be, mm. you know, the void is what I used to call it. And if death is standing there, that gives you some hope, doesn't it? Death yes. is standing there like, oh, well, he, he came from somewhere and he's going somewhere. So the same is true of me. But like to just open your eyes and see the void, just absolute nothingness at the foot of your bed and know you were dying and you were going into that nothingness and that will be it. You'll never have consciousness again. You'll never be anything at all again. You'll just be fucking gone. Yeah. That 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 is what keeps me awake at night. Yeah. But but also also Monster Hearts Diana Jones Award. I can't stress. Poor <laughs> <laughs> uh, Monster Hearts. We need to actually go ahead and play Monster Hearts one day. I know. As opposed to just reading it and getting offended because it's Apocalypse World rules plus Twilight, plus, like, because it's just a bunch of shit that aren't his ideas thrown together. (laughs) And I guess it's thrown together reasonably well, you know, but it's still that style of design. And I don't know, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So we basically made no one ever want to listen to us again, ever. Yes. Mission accomplished. <laughs> episode 50, Mom's Basement, last episode. Uh, no, actually, we've already recorded episode 51. <laughs> yeah. Where we're going to be playing RP's game. And I forgot his real name, but we mentioned it on the actual episode. Something Bowman or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's right. It's R.P. Bowman. And play his game, Unwholesome Tenancy, yep. and talk about layout, right? The ga- games as text, yeah. which is cool, which is nothing like this discussion at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you've managed to listen this far, uh, give yourself a good pat on the back. Take a nice refreshing shower get all of that second degree get all of the filth from mom's basement off of you and uh yeah and we will never do a podcast like this again (laughs) (laughs) and think now we have a question for you 
having heard so many of the intimate details about how the three moms basement podcasters think and feel and behave, which of us most disgusts you? (laughs) See if you can answer that one without being as evasive as I've been. Okay. So any final thoughts on our 50th fucking episode? It is what I thought it was going to be. Awful. (laughs) Where there was a lot of talk like, yeah, we should do a 50th episode and have it be super special. And then an hour later of us talking about, what are we going to do? I mean, (laughs) I guess we could say this and that will be somewhat special. Followed by half an hour of uh, homosexual questionings. Self-indulgent nonsense. Yep. That's the mom's basement way. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, then it worked out just fine. Yeah. We're still the least professional podcast on internets. Maybe that will have changed by episode 100. (laughs) On internets. On internets. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, um, hey, so uh, here's to another 50. (laughs) Oh, and hey, as one, one, one more final thought, we had the pull-up of uh, you know, what you want to see more for Season 3 because we did not announce Season 2 was over, but ever since Mike left, that was considered the ending of Season 2. Effectively. Yes. Basically, what's going to happen now is uh, one of the questions up there is uh, uh, having me hate on your games more. Or a hate on people's games. And so what's going to happen is I am not going to be doing that more often on the actual podcast. I actually wrote up my own blog. Yeah. I'm not, I'm yes. not one of the liberal elites that are, are uh, <laughs> that have their own blog. And it's just going to be uh, me reviewing games. And uh, I'm actually not going to hit every single game. But the uh, the link itself is is titled which is why I wanted to preface that I'm not going to hate every single game. It's called IHateYourGame.blogspot.com. No spaces. <laughs> and the title itself is Alex Swangle Hates Your Game. So, yeah, there you go. I'll be given, like, you know, a preview of, like, the presentation of the product, of, like, you know, what I like, what I dislike. So that way, you know, it's not just going to be me bashing people. It's also could hopefully be educational. I can hopefully improve the um the products that I'm that I'm looking at because I mean you want to enjoy the stuff you buy you don't want to be bittersweet you know it does you don't you don't want to you know hate what you uh, what you just purchased and that happens way way too often where uh, there's a lot of hype on discussion of things and then the actuality is a lot lamer than it's supposed to be you know kind of like this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of like that yeah kind of like life. Yeah, so without further ado, I wanted to leave out on a high note, so there you go. Uh, well, it's time to wrap this up. Is there any uh, any last comments you guys want to make after that? No. <laughs> Not really. No, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. So, see you guys later there. Bye-bye, guys. Fuck it. Are we unplugging the mic? Well, I mean, in the most technical terms, because we're going to be stop recordings, but... Uh... I'm not. Right, right. I, I am not going to pull the mic out out of anger. Oh. What are you pulling the mic out 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 of? You know, just quality timing because I don't want to have the recording last for 24 hours and then finally say, "Oh shit, I gotta stop this." <laughs> yeah.
it has some valid reasons. All right. So uh, bye-bye, listeners, and uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Yeah.